will tell you, I'm very loud. So if I need to speak loud, I can even speak Hello, hello. All right, we're good to go. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you all this Sunday that we celebrate the triumphant entry of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love the song that the choir sang so beautifully. It was so amazing. It said, who is the King of glory? The Lord God, strong and mighty. And so we are here to exalt the name of Jesus. I would like to call your attention to our scripture reading for today that is coming from Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 11. And it states, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the fall of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit. A very loud, large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was filled and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth to Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. So this morning, or this afternoon rather, I will be speaking from the topic, don't get caught in that. We're going to talk a little bit about the distractions that come in our life to try to keep us from being who God has called us to be and fulfilling our God-given assignments. So in Children's Chapel, we play this game that I absolutely love. The kids love this game. They ask me to play it almost every week. And when we play this game, we have two volunteers. The first volunteer has to get from a starting point to an ending point. That may be from one side of the room to another or even down the hall. Sounds easy, right? Wrong. The person has to do it wearing a blindfold. From start to finish line, there is a volunteer that is there that helps them get to the finish line. But the volunteer can only help the blindfolded person using words only. You might still say, that's not that bad. Well, to make it even harder, the other children in the class are there to make sure 
that the two volunteers do not make it to the finish line. They do that by distracting them, by shouting all types of things to try to get them to be distracted or shouting different instructions to get them to go the opposite way of the finish line and get them to quit. Usually, the person perseveres and makes it to the finish line, but not without feeling like they want to give up or knowing that it was difficult. After the exercise, I always ask the children, what did you learn? And the answer is usually, it's hard to hear the assigned person's voice with all the distractions and the hype happening around them. Another common answer is, I wanted to give up on my way to the finish line because I was so distracted from getting to where I needed to go because of the hype. Well, just like the hype in that game, the first Palm Sunday included quite a little bit of hype. I know sometimes we celebrate Palm Sunday and all we think about is the palm trees and we wave them back and forth and all of that is beautiful, but there was a little bit of hype during that day. What is hype, you may ask? Well, I'm so glad you asked that question. Hype, the verb, means to promote or publicize extravagantly. That definition is probably the one that we most likely associate with the word hype. But there is also another definition that is a noun. And that means to deceive or to put on someone something that they did not ask for. Most of us can probably relate to both definitions, right? Life has a way of sometimes distracting us or deceiving us from focusing on what's important. All of these distractions aren't always bad. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're necessary. I know for myself, when I first wake up in the morning, my son, before I even have a chance to fully open my eyes, sometimes is, Mommy, where's breakfast? Mommy, can I have some juice? Mommy, can I play outside? And all of these are good things, right? Things that a normal three-year-old would probably want to do as soon as they open their eyes. But if I'm not careful, I will get consumed in doing that so much so that I'll forget to eat myself. Or sometimes I won't even have a moment to sit and pray and set my day. Well, this reminds me that we are not just the roles that we play. We're not just the mom, we're not just the dad, we're not just the daughter, we're not just the coworker. We have a God-given mission for our lives. And if we're not careful, we will get sucked into those roles. In everything, we're on a holy mission, just like Jesus. And we have to not get caught up in the hype of life and everything happening around us that we aren't focused on the mission of being an example and light to lead everyone we come in contact with back to Christ. I know most of us would say, okay, you're saying don't get caught up in the hype, but how don't we do that? Life includes hype every single day. There's always something for me to do, always somewhere for me to go, always a responsibility for me to take care of. Well, how do we not focus on the hype? Once again, I love questions, and I'm so glad that you asked. I like to focus our attention to what I call in children's chapel, life lessons from Jesus. In Matthew, we start our scripture in chapter 21. But in chapter 20, Jesus had just finished preaching, prophesying, and doing miracles that no one could do. 
Chapter 20 actually ends with Jesus giving sight to two blind men and multitudes following him. Could you imagine the hype that's around this man who is doing miracles that no one else could do? I would like to think Jesus became a little popular around around the town of Jerusalem. But even in that, he remembered that he still had to stay on course and fulfill his mission of riding into Jerusalem on a donkey and a colt. I asked myself, I said, a donkey and a colt? You're the king of kings, the lord of lords, and you're riding in for your triumphant entry. Why a donkey and a colt? So I look at the significance of a donkey and a colt. These are smaller than horses and gifted with caution mounts. They can sometimes be mistaken for stubbornness, and donkeys are not usually used in times of war. They traditionally signify peace. Donkeys are also most commonly connected to being one with people, being lowly, being common, and things like that. See, Jesus even understood that while he was the king of kings and he was doing all of these miracles, that it was important for him to be peaceful. And in a time where these people were about to wage war on this man, he knew that he had to be a signal of peace. I come in peace and harmony to you. He also knew how important it was to be one with the people. He represented not just the priests, and those who were dignified, but he also represented the poor and those who were lowly. So even in this, Jesus taught us how to be humble. We must be humble as well, even when we do something great. You remember when I talked about a little earlier, those moments when I wake up in the morning and my son is after me for all those things? There are some moments where I wake up in the morning and I get everything done. He's eating breakfast. My husband's ready for work. I got my stuff ready for work. Everybody's dressed. Everybody's ready to go. I ate my breakfast, and I want to sit back and say, you know what, Sierra, you did you did a good job today. But even in those moments, we have to remember that even when praise is justified to us and we feel like we have done the greatest that we can, we are that best coworker. We are those great parents. We are all of those things that we must remain humble because it's only by God's grace and his mercy that we are able to live, move, and have our very being. So not only was Jesus humble, but he knew that he had to follow God's instructions. Our steps have been ordered by the Lord. This means that before we were even formed in our mother's womb, God knew us and he knew that our lives had purpose. We're just walking in the fulfillment of what God spoke about us in the beginning. Some might call this prophecy. Jesus said that this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to daughter of Zion, come in riding on a donkey. Jesus even knew in this moment that when we follow instructions, we are doing so that the plan and the purpose of God that's attached to our lives may come to pass. Nothing in our lives catches God by surprise. He knew what would happen even before we were born. All right, so I have a little bit of a warning. You guys ready? A little bit of a warning. Here's my warning. Following God's instructions is not always easy. 
sometimes God is going to ask us to do stuff we really don't want to do. For instance, we could be driving on a car and somebody cuts us off. And what we really want to tell them is, hey, man, put your signal on, right? But sometimes God will say, you know what? Show grace to that person. And what we don't understand is that that person may have had a really, really bad day. And maybe by us showing grace, that's extending the love of God to them that may help them, even though they knew that they probably still should have cut you off. In that moment, when God gives us instructions, we have to follow them even when they are hard. Jesus passed the Mount of Olives on his way to riding into Jerusalem. Why is that important? Because less than a week later, Jesus would have to go to the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane to be betrayed and to be arrested for crimes that he did not commit. But he was still obedient because he knew that through his obedience and trusting the instructions of God, as he followed them, it would play a part ultimately in our salvation and in the plan that God has for this world that we are even living in today. And last but certainly not least, Jesus showed us how to keep going. See, in this moment, I noticed there was so much that was going on. Like I said, we like to focus on the Hosanna in the highest glory to God. But there was a lot going on in this moment. The Bible says that there was a crowd that gathered to see him enter into Jerusalem. This crowd wasn't all unified. As a matter of fact, I would say this crowd was mixed or even divided. You had some over here that were saying glory to God in the highest. And they were saying Hosanna, Hosanna. And then you had a crowd over here that came and said, wait a minute, why is everybody gathering over here? Who is this man? They were just following the hype. They didn't even know what was happening. They was like, there's a whole bunch of people in town in one area. I got to see what's going on. And then there was another group of people who had misidentified who Christ was. They said, oh, who is he? He's the prophet. The prophet is from, from Nazareth, from Galilee. We know him. Even in that, Jesus had to stay focused on his assignment and know who he was. Sometimes people aren't always going to know who we are. They aren't always going to mean the best for us. They're not always going to identify who we are in the gifts that we possess correctly. But we have to be sure to keep the main thing, the main thing, and keep going. He knew that the week ahead would change history and be life-altering, not only for those who are present, but for us who are sitting in this room right it wasn't just about him. He knew the assignment. It wasn't about him or his feelings or what he had to do personally. But it was about bringing glory to God so that his life and ultimately his death would show God's love and it be revealed to us. Even through uncomfortable circumstances, even through the praise and even through the silent curses, Jesus did not get caught in the hype. He remained true to his assignment to being our savior. He was focused on the journey ahead. I want to encourage each and every one of you that no matter what life may throw at us, good, bad, and ugly, and trust me, sometimes it will get ugly, that we stay focused and we reflect on this and, and the start of Holy Week 
we remember Jesus' ability to not only come down from heaven, but to fulfill his assignment even unto death so that our lives would never again be the same. As we follow in his footsteps of being humble, following God's instructions, and persevering through distractions, may our families, communities, spheres of influence, and even this world never be the same because we didn't get caught in the hype of life but stayed focused on completing our God-given continue in focusing on this beloved day and everything that 